What's happening, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive After Sports Podcast. Great to be here with you guys. Got a great episode lined up for you today. This is with Ayana Fields. She's a graduate student from Cal Poly Pomona, out of my old stopping grounds on the West Coast. Pomona is near where I grew up in Upland, California. Um, matter of fact, let me just read you the email that she sent me and why um, I agreed to do this informational interview with her. So she said, hello, Mr. Deshaun. Side note, you guys, just so I don't know if everybody knows this about me. My full name is Taj Deshaun Johnson. I decided to start going by Taj Deshaun about five years ago because there was already a TajJohnson.com. I don't know if it's still up. And also Taj Johnson is the name of I think it's Tiki Barber's. It's somebody's wife. And I'm like, I can't be getting mixed up with an NFL player's wife. That would just be weird. So I started going by just my first and middle name, Taj Deshaun. But I always think it's funny when people say Mr. Deshaun. It just sounds funny. But you can call me Mr. Deshaun. I won't be mad at you. But she says, hello, Mr. Deshaun. Thank you for taking time to read this email. My name is Iona Fields. I'm a first year graduate student at Cal Poly Pomona studying exercise science. I came across your profile after looking through the website of Athlete Soul and then I found your website. I was interested in learning more about your career, your journey and how it impacts others. Currently, I'm working on an informational interview assignment for my professional competencies course where I interview someone who is in a career that I am interested in pursuing. I wanted to know if you'd have time for a 30 minute to one hour interview. And she says, I'd like to ask around 15 questions related to what you do and how you help athletes. Um, I just the reason I'm reading this is because if you guys have listened to this podcast long enough, you know, this is something that I am constantly preaching. Like if you see someone out in the world who is doing what you want to do, find a way to reach out to them. I don't care if you have to stalk their profile, you know, reach out to them on social media. In this case, Ayana obviously did enough work to find my email address. It's out there if you look for it. She found my email address, sent me an email directly. And I just thought it was very well written, very respectful, straight to the point, letting me know who she is, how she found me, what she wants from me. And I said, yes. And at the time that she had available for me to do this informational interview, I was not taking calls that week. I was traveling home for a funeral. I was out uh, back home in California and I blocked off the whole week because I knew I was going to be with family. I knew I was going to be grieving and just you know everything that comes along with traveling and being around family for a funeral and i'm like all right my schedule's blocked off but she had a week to do this assignment and she really wanted to talk to me so i said you know what i'm gonna do it so as you guys are listening to this by the way if i sound like i'm half asleep or um like unenthusiastic about talking to ayana it's only because i'm sleep deprived and uh i was trying to be quiet because i had other family members you know at home at my parents house uh but anyway nonetheless ayana did a great job and that's why I wanted to share it. The other reason I wanted to share it is because uh, I might have mentioned this on a previous episode, but a lot of people have been reaching out to me lately. I don't know what it is about these past two months, really over the past eight weeks, I've probably had about six or seven people reach out to me and in some way, shape or form say, hey, Taj, I want to learn more about, you know, what you do. I've always had people want to know more about what I do as, a, you know, an athlete transition coach, but like people have been reaching out telling me that that's something that they want to do. Like not only are they asking how I started doing it, but they're like, hey, I want to do that. I want to start working with athletes. And um, I just thought it was another great reason to share because I probably gave a lot of information that could help people. 
as they're on their journey if they want to work with athletes and i may have also mentioned this on a previous episode but i'm in the process of putting together some curriculum where i'm going to be actually training others to become athlete transition coaches uh, at first i was going to do it more of like a group setting but i find that you know just like my transition coaching what i find is that i personally enjoy uh, when i'm being coached i like being coached in a one-on-one setting and when i deliver my coaching i find that it's more impactful in a one-on-one setting because the call is all about you you know it's not just broad advice um, i don't have to really take any time answering everyone's questions it can just be whatever you want to talk about for that call that's what we'll talk about so i've decided i'm going to roll out one-on-one coaching for those wanting to become athlete transition coaches i'm going to teach you everything you need to know in terms of how to get clients, how to put yourself out there, how to build credibility, um, how to build partnerships with different nonprofits, get corporate sponsorships, how to partner with universities, um, you know, just how to make people even want to work with you in the first place, because we need more people doing this type of work and we need more people doing it well. A lot of people can say they're doing transition coaching, but are you getting results for your clients? Um, Are you actually making an impact is what really matters when it's all said and done. So you can expect to see that being rolled out in the first quarter of next year. In the meantime, if you're someone who wants to, who is interested in doing that one-on-one coaching, reach out, let me know. Um, I need to see if I have the capacity to actually do one-on-one and how long I want to do it for. So it helps me to get an accurate head count of, you know, of those of you who listen to the podcast, who actually wants to do some of that coaching and become an athlete transition coach and work with yours truly. All right, so without further ado, let's get to this episode with Ayana Fields interviewing me and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. All right, first off, I'd like to thank you for you know taking the time out of your day to have this you know informational meeting with me. I appreciate it so much. Um, as you know, my name is Ayana Fields. Um, I'm a first year graduate student in the master's program in exercise science at Cal Poly Pomona. So the purpose of this meeting is to gather more information and understand the profession that that you're um, that well that I'm interested in, but that you're obviously in, which is a transitioning coach. And so I just want to really get to know more about the daily life that um that you're you know in and i just want to understand more about it so let's get on with the first question sounds good okay so what motivated you to become a transitioning coach well i had a very challenging transition myself when i was done playing football Mm -hmm. and i didn't it's not something that i went to school for you know it's something that i basically created uh out of a need that i recognized Mm-hmm. So what led me to this work is when I was when I finished my football career, I uh, went through a depression, as a lot of athletes go through, just didn't know who I was. And there weren't as many resources for transitioning athletes as there are now. When I went on the NCAA website looking for answers or looking for help, all that I saw was, you know, this is how you prepare for a job interview. And um, that's great, but it wasn't really addressing what I was experiencing. And so you know, I had done some work in the corporate world for a while, sales, recruiting. Um, and in my recruiting roles, I found that I really got a lot of joy out of helping people. And so while I was doing this research and when I saw that there was something missing, I decided that I was going to step up and be basically the person that I needed in my corner when I was going through my transition. And so I put together some curriculum 
and really just started putting myself out there and, and people gravitated towards it. And aside from the coaching, I found many different ways to expand over the years and just serve more athletes. Yeah. Love that. Cause that's actually how I found out about your profession. Cause I was like, okay, I'm in a similar situation where it's like, okay, I'm a grad student, but I'm still, you know, competing in track and field, but I'm like, okay, what do I do after what happens after? And mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, is there a profession that, you know, addresses this issue? And then I was like, okay, sports consultant. And then I came across yours and I was like, wow, this is it. Oh, how cool. How did you, what were you looking up or where did you find me? I was typing in, um, what was it? I think I just kept coming across sports consultant related to athletes, just in Google, looking through various websites. And then I think I came across yours, um, athletes, or I came across athletes soul. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I looked through the, um, the staff directory and then I was just clicking on different profiles to see if I can reach out to any of them. And then I clicked on yours and you had a website and all the information. So I reached out to you. Oh, how cool. Yeah, I can tell you more about that, about athletes. So I'll let you get through your questions first. <laughs> All righty. So um, after you graduated from Stony Brook University, correct? Yes. Um, what were your um, employment opportunities like? Uh, whatever I could find. <laughs> That's a funny question. Uh, yeah. There were no opportunities. You know, I, I didn't have anybody knocking on my door waiting mm -hmm. to get a job. And that's because I wasn't prepared. I didn't even know what I wanted to do, how I was going to do it. I thought that when I graduated and I came back home, that someone was just going to be waiting on me with a job for some reason. And I was like, oh, I actually have to go find something. So I didn't even know how to put like a resume together mm -hmm. or anything. I was just figuring it out and trying to find a way to make some money. So that's where I was at. Okay, great. Um, why did you decide to choose to uh, work for Athlete Soul? Or can you tell me more about Athlete Soul? Yeah, so Athlete Soul is a nonprofit organization that started in 2020. Um, I started my business, Thrive After Sports. I started coaching athletes in 2018. So this organization pops up. It's founded by Miriam Glez, which you probably saw on the website. She's a former Olympic swimmer. And basically what her organization does is it provides, it's a nonprofit that provides resources to transitioning athletes. So courses, um, coaches like myself, at the time, I was the only one who was a transition coach. She was more so looking for people who were like just coaches, life coaches, uh, therapists, things like that. But when she reached out to me, it, there was just an immediate alignment because I already had two years at the time of showing these are athletes I'm working with. Um, this is my programming. These are their testimonials of what they're getting out of working with me. And she had all this money she was raising for athlete mental health and needed to show that she was putting it towards serving athletes. So it was great because I already had a business and I could partner with her. I could coach athletes using my own curriculum and she, you know, pays me with money that she raises. So it became another income opportunity and another great way to get in front of more athletes and just a great way to serve and, and do what I love doing the most, which is the coaching. That's great. I know you kind of covered a little bit about how uh, you kind of reached uh, the point of, you know, working with uh, athletes. So, mm -hmm. um, so what was your uh, process, let's say from a uh, college to where you are today? I'll try to keep it brief. Um, <laughs> so 
from college, uh, like I said, came home, was unemployed, mm-hmm. started out in sales because I wasn't sales jobs are always hiring and they're always looking to hire athletes. And uh, I was just on Indeed kind of like mindlessly looking for something like I just need to make some money. I need to get back on my feet. Started in sales, was making good money, but I was unfulfilled. And I realized I wanted to do something that was leaning more towards like actually helping and working with people. That led me to recruiting. Uh, in the recruiting role, that's where I was like, huh, the more, like I was helping people put food on the table for their families. And that was a good feeling, helping them get jobs, helping them get prepared, uh, you know, uh, helping them get opportunities. So long story short, when I was in that recruiting role, I realized that I didn't want to work in a corporate job forever. I didn't like, you know, sitting in a cubicle, somebody telling me what I can go to lunch, all that type of stuff. That did not work for me. Um, so I started looking for opportunities where I could essentially be my own boss, not have to be in a corporate office, but also do something I enjoy and feel like I was having a good impact. So that's around the time, like I was telling you that I started researching what was available. Mm-hmm. This was 2017, you know, so there was virtually nothing going on. not like there is today. And, uh, I just put together my curriculum, started posting a lot of content on LinkedIn at the time. And people were gravitating towards it. People were reaching out, wanting to work with me. And yeah, I just kept at it. Different organizations popped up like Athlete Soul. There's another one called Athlete Transition Services. Um, and I just started partnering with these organizations and not only coaching for my own business, <laughs> but coaching for these organizations as well. And, you know, I've written books about Athlete Transition, um, started a podcast you know, now I, I go and speak either virtually or in person. So all these different things opened up, but the bottom line is I'm just focused on on serving athletes. So I do that many different ways, but it all comes back to the same source, which is helping them get through the transition. That's great. Uh, you mentioned your podcast and your, uh, yeah, about your podcast. Uh, can you tell me more about that? Yeah. So uh, you mean how it started or what it's about or both? Or maybe what's about, or maybe both. Okay, I'll do both. <laughs> so the content that I was putting out on LinkedIn, um, I realized, you know, I was making like 10, 15 minute videos and just taking clips and putting them on LinkedIn and on Instagram eventually. What I realized was people were loving the clips, but they weren't clicking through to watch the full video. So I was like, huh, well, I don't want these just sitting here, you know, not helping anyone. So I took the audio from those videos that I was making and and just put them out as a podcast. And so what happened was um, what started out as me just sharing things about my own transition and about athlete transition in general, things that were helpful. I looked at it as like anytime I did an episode or shared a piece of content, it's coaching indirectly. And that's that was the idea behind it. Like people could listen to the podcast and get coaching from me without ever having a conversation with me. So that's how it started out. What it evolved into was okay, well, now I want to start interviewing athletes that I'm working with because it's one thing for me to talk about it, but let me, let's share the stories of these other athletes who are going through it and are being helped by me. Plus it's great promo for me, right? To show that they're getting help. Um, And it gives different stories. Then what it evolved into is, you know, a combination of me sharing my insights, my coaching, me sharing, you know, client stories that I was working with and them sharing their stories. Uh, then I also started throwing into the mix, me interviewing other people who were former athletes who were doing great things. So those people who listen to the podcast can look at those people as like, man, you know, this person had a rough transition too. And now they're like 
they have their own company, you know, they, they're the, a top high level executive at this company, you know, so it's a combination of those three client stories, you know, my information, uh, you know, my coaching basically, and also stories of other athletes that can be examples of what it looks like when you navigate your transition effectively and find your true calling. That's great. Definitely feel like a lot of, you know, athletes should, you know, know more about this and definitely listen to, you know, your podcast. Cause I feel like they can all just relate and take a, a key message from it too. Mm, yeah. Thank you. Um, what are some rewarding uh, elements in your job? All of it. You know, I think the main thing is knowing that, like I said, I look at what I do as going back into time and being the person that I needed in my corner. So that in and of itself is very healing because going from being completely lost to having someone take you under their wing and being like, Hey, I've been through it too. Mm-hmm. Let me show you how to get through it. Not the way I went through it, but let me show you how to get through your own transition and be confident about what you're going to do next. Because I believe that as athletes, it's tough to not have a blueprint or a game plan in front of you. But once we have that, especially if you created it yourself and all there is to do to execute, all there is to do is like execute on it. That's super empowering. You know what I mean? Like you could take up that competitor, that go getter in you and be like, wow, I created my own plan and I'm going to go execute on it. It's, it's a big difference from being like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know who I am to go to that. So it's very rewarding to see that, that evolution in the people that I work with. Right. Right. I know my uh, professor always mentions how student athletes possess all of, all of these strengths and qualities about them that they can just relate to their job and just, you know, be an outstanding uh, person within that uh, field. So I'm like, okay, this is like really key information, but what are those qualities? How can I relate it to the job that I want to go into? So I think that's just really, really cool. Exactly. And just to add on to that, it's so key that we pick the right thing because you can take all those skills and be great at, I mean, anything, but if you're in the wrong thing, even though you're great at it mm-hmm. and you're going to find yourself frustrated and hitting the wall after a while, like making all this money and getting promoted, but like, I'm unhappy and yeah. I've been there. So it's so important to choose the right thing. You know, like you, you said you run track, right? Yes. Like if someone wanted to make you, I always use this example. If someone wanted to make you a professional bowler, you could be great. You would develop the skills. You'll be knocking out strikes, but that's not really what you want to do, you know? So I like to use that analogy a lot. Yeah. That's a great analogy. Thank you. Um, let's see. Are there any negative elements within your field, within your job? The only negative thing uh, that I'll say is that it's still very early. So I've been at this for almost like five years and still the conversation around athlete mental health um, mm-hmm. is just starting to happen. The conversation around athlete um, athlete transition is still brand new. A lot of people, that's the only challenge is that a lot of people don't know that this is available to them. They don't understand that they're not alone in the transition. So that's challenging at times because I have to be patient and realize you know, it might take another five years or more for this to be more of a thing where people are actively seeking out transition coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I'm willing to be patient. So that's the only thing. Uh, Do you ever reach out to um, schools, universities, or just programs in general and just speak to them as well? Absolutely. Yeah, that's something that I realized 
because I enjoy the coaching so much, mm -hmm. I have to be careful not to get in my bubble of just coaching and realize that the way I expand that is by, you know, going to speak at universities, um, coaching or, you know, and different things like that, helping partner and build out programming with universities. So that's something I've started to do more recently, probably not at the level that I could be or should be, but mm -hmm. I realized that's the way to help spread the knowledge is going through the universities, you know? Yeah, that's a major kind of thing. And I know it is early, but it'll take it'll take time. That's right. Okay. For sure. Uh to those starting off early in their career, um, what are some of the opportunities or um ooh, actually let's do another question. Different side about that. <laughs> you read <laughs> that cool. one. <laughs> are you good? Um, so what are some qualities or characteristics that someone should possess in order to be a transition coach? Um, you have to love helping others and you have to have a, well, I'd say you don't want to be a wounded healer, meaning like you haven't done the work yourself and you're trying to help others. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you've gotten help to get through your own transition and you're in a good place in life mm -hmm. so that when you're reaching out to help others, you're already healed and you can navigate all the different components that come with the transition. Um, but yeah, you have to be, there's no blueprint for it, right? Everybody brings something different to the table as a coach. I like to use the analogy of a personal trainer. Like there's personal trainers at every gym in every city around the world because everyone brings something different to what they do. Same rules apply with coaching. So you have to develop your own style. Um, and you have to be patient. Cause like I said, this is a very new, field as far as i know i'm the i'm one of the first people if not the first person to start putting myself out there as an athlete transition coach mm -hmm. i see that thrown around now but you know i feel like i'm the first person to, to say that or to call myself that so my advice just to add on to that is if you're wanting to get into this or become a coach you have to understand that it's new and don't you have to find other ways to support yourself you know i've been able to monetize through speaking and you know books and different things like that Okay. All right. Um, what do you think are some like common mistakes that those entering, you know, their early career tend to make? Because I know it's still, you know, the career is still early, still kind of new. What do you think are some mistakes? Well, I've seen a lot of people come and go over the years because um they haven't found ways to monetize you know yeah. so i think you have to be creative because if you think about it i mean maybe if you work with like i work with mostly athletes coming out of college i work with some olympians and some professional athletes as well mm -hmm. but you have to keep in mind athletes coming out of college don't necessarily have the budget or are even employed to where they can pay top dollar for coaching so I think the mistakes are people trying to charge too early before they have a track record to show they can actually get results um, or just not being creative enough to find other ways to monetize. And because it's so early, it's the type of thing where unless you have other streams of income set up, um, you know, athlete transition itself is not necessarily the way you're going to pay all your bills. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say people come and go. They get into it like, oh, this looks like a wave I can ride. I want to help athletes transition. Then they don't make any money. And then they're off doing something else versus being consistent. I'm playing the long game. You know, I know that by the time this becomes a thing, yeah. and 
I don't know if this is one of your questions, but I'll say this and then I'll shut up because I know you have more questions. Yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> I think, and this is just my bold prediction, I think the future of athlete transition, especially as mental health for athletes comes more into the conversation. Mm-hmm. I think what you're going to see is the next 5, 10, maybe even 15 years, companies like Nike, companies like Under Armour sponsoring transition services um, for athletes coming out of professional and collegiate sports and having different organizations set up. So that's why I say I play in the long game because by that time I'll have 10, 15 years of a track record of showing that I'm an authority when it comes to this type of work and I'm getting results, you know, ask about me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, (laughs) no, definitely. I do feel like Nike and all the big organizations will start, you know, reaching out to, you know, you and other people about this and just promoting it in general because this is it seems like a small issue or just an issue that's like you know not in not that it's an issue that people don't really think about but they should start thinking about it right and it should be promoted to everyone so that they know about it because it's not like a small population goes through this it's actually huge exactly yeah there are more people talking about it you know you see like the hashtags like more than an athlete right right my opinion has always been that it's not enough just to talk about it. It's great to show like, oh, you're not alone. You're more than your sport. Mm-hmm. But what's actually being done in terms of like, in my opinion, the best thing you can do is have someone meet one-on-one with someone who's been in their shoes and guide them through it. You know, the military has services like that, military transition that has been around for years where they will pair you with a former you know, a veteran to walk you through your transition out. And so I think that's where we're headed with athlete transition as well. So let's see. What do you know now that you wished you knew earlier in your career? Uh, It actually kind of ties into what we were just talking about. I wish I knew... Because at first I was so, I thought about, you know, giving up on it a thousand times. You know, I thought about, I wish I would have known how many opportunities, and this applies to anything, not just athlete transition, Mm -hmm. how many opportunities were coming that I couldn't even foresee yet. There's no way I could have imagined that two years into me doing the coaching that something like Athlete Soul would pop up and have funds to want to pay me to do what I was already doing, you know? So I would tell myself to just, as cheesy as it sounds, like, you know, follow your heart, stay stay true to what you feel like you're being called to do, Mm -hmm. and just do that. Not that you don't have to be about your business, but don't be so worried. Understand that things are coming, you know, like, so that that gives me a lot of peace. I would share that with myself. Like, hey, just keep at it. Don't worry about it. Don't doubt yourself. Just keep doing it. Nothing but good things can happen. Mm-hmm. I know my uh, coach always says, uh, trust the process or mm-hmm. like focus on the process. If you trust it, then the end result will come out right. That's it. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of things that my coach says that translates. Absolutely. That's the great part about being an athlete, you know? And like like we said earlier, if you're doing the right thing after you're done competing, then you take everything you learn from your sport and you treat it like athlete transition is my sport. 
So every day I train and I get better at it. I'm better at my craft. I'm a better coach. I'm better at putting myself out there. Is there anything that has not been asked or said that I should know or I should have said? Well, let me ask you this. This is a, this would help me answer your question. Okay. So when do you when do you graduate? Uh, twenty twenty four. Okay, so you got a couple. Of, oh, really? Only a year left. So, like December of twenty twenty four. May May of twenty 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 four. So you got like a year and a half left, pretty much. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then, um. What's the plan? I know that's a big question, but like, do you have a vision for for what you want to do? I mean, obviously you're in grad school, but yeah, career. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm still going through with this whole uh, graduate school process. Like, even this assignment is part of it too. Mm -hmm. It was pretty much, even though I'm still competing, I'm still exploring and seeing what I want to do. Right now, it's. Eh, not sure, but I'm just kind of not really waiting it out, but thinking. Right. Because mm -hmm. um, I was going to say one thing that you should ask since, you know, maybe you have some questions about your own personal journey and career that I might be able to help you out with, you know, um, especially, and I know right now, are you going to be competing in track up until may 2024 or does your eligibility end before then um all the way up until may 2024 nice that's good well it's good that you've started the preparation process before you're done you know what i mean that's half the battle right there so you don't have to scramble to figure it out <laughs> like after you walk across the stage you know like i did like a lot of athletes do mm -hmm. um, but no i don't have anything to add um i just want you to know that uh it's great to see what you're doing in terms of getting prepared. Mm -hmm. And if there's ever any way I can support either like during your, you know, career or afterwards, I'm a resource to you. So don't hesitate to reach out. I got your back. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Yeah. And no, I, I saw your uh, Instagram page and I was like, oh, this is awesome. I, I was really inspired by it. Oh, that's good to know. Uh, I would say, you know, just another word of advice to you is to check out the podcast too. Yeah. Because there are so many people on there. I'm trying to think if I had anybody I could point you to who ran track. Uh, her name's escaping me right now. Uh, LaShawn, if you see the name LaShawn G. Mm -hmm. She, uh, hang on, I'm going to send this to you. If you see that name, she's been on like two or three episodes uh i might even have her instagram as like one of the titles but mm -hmm. she ran track at i want to say indiana and she's doing some really dope things now so any episodes you see with her mm -hmm. check those out it'll be really inspiring for you i think i'll definitely check it out no doubt did you follow me on instagram i didn't even see you on no i didn't you were lurking but didn't follow <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was just saying that to like, you know, stay connected. Just stay yeah. in the loop. And then if I really mean it, anything mm -hmm. I can support with, don't hesitate to reach out. I got your back. Yeah, thank you. I will for sure. Definitely do follow-up questions and always stay in contact. Awesome.
All right. Thank you so much for the interview. That's all for my questions. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for your time, your knowledge, just everything. I really You're appreciate welcome. it. You're welcome, Ayana. My pleasure. All right. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, your weekend, just everything. Thank you. You too. You have a good one. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.